Just. Two. Idiot. Stock. King. So recently I purchased some wireless headphones because my old pair, one of the one of the speakers was was crackling going out. It had a good run though. Had it for about three or four years, something like that. And was wanting to rebuy those, as a matter of fact, but they they no longer had those available. So I had to go out. I bought a really cheap pair, cost me twenty some bucks. Right. You get what you pay for in the headphone industry. Uh, you do get what you pay for. Now, I didn't anticipate after about three usages that one of the headphones would be that so you can just barely hear that there's a noise coming out of it. <laughs> Already. So I contact the, uh, the, the company that shall not be named, which I purchased this from. <clears throat> it's not a forest in South America, though. I'll tell you that much. It's not Amazon. Oh, it is Amazon. <laughs> anyway, I, they said I still had, I was still within the window, you know, because like I said, three uses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically it was three times in four days. <laughs> and, uh, you know, click on it, click here, you know, I have to run through some questions, all this other stuff. Boom, they fire it out. And I've actually already got the replacements, but. I'm getting ready to, you know, you got to go drop it off at Kohl's is how you do the exchange thing, you know. So I go in and I'm, I'm doing it, you know, I'm cleaning it up a little, cleaning them up a little bit. And I notice that this one of them is just a little bit dirty. So, you know, I get some rubbing alcohol and clean that all out, put it back in and it, it actually works. But both of them are like, I got the new ones now. They're like 10 times louder than the old ones. Right. <laughs> for now so far three uses on the new ones though already but i put those i put those headphones in my ears and i pull it out and this string of wax comes out of my left ear that is just it's like 10 centimeters long it was just massive so then i roll it up you know because i'm i'm gross <laughs> and i'm looking at it and i go i wonder if this is where the phrase whole ball of wax come from and what does that mean we are just two idiots talking we've got a uh, well we've got a show for you this evening it's the uh tuesday evening show happening on tuesday evening should have made yourself a candle because when your ear hands you wax you make candles this isn't shrek man uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> real quick uh we've got a uh, like i said we've got a show ken's gonna draft the craftings lineup for the upcoming waste management open the party begins ken are you excited that the season actually starts now oh it actually starts now yeah this okay. is this is when golf season gets ramped up, right? Because no more garbage events. We've got full-fledged full fields, just stacked powerhouses coming at you from the party scene in, the, uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona down there. Hole number 16 getting raucous. John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, you know, 18 of the top 30 golfers in the world duking it out. As to your initial question, am I excited? Since I just heard about it 15 minutes ago, I haven't really been able to psych myself up for it. You haven't been able to process. You're still in shock. That's fair. That's fair. I do have a little tingle, though. But it's, that could be my prostate. We don't know. Is it your, your Peter tingle? <laughs> my perineum tingle. Your perineum tingle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are going to finalize the coaching carousel because part three is the end. It's a trilogy. That's all we have for the coaching carousel part one, two, and three. It's over now. Every spot's filled. We'll comment on that. Ken took part in the Olympics. Uh, since we last spoke, I have not uh, dabbled. So Ken's going to give us his Olympic updates. And then, uh, we've got a bit of trivia as well on the show and the rest. We'll just kind of see where it takes us. But first, Ken, I got a quick story for you. Okay. The boy is a Mandalorian fan, right? Uh, Disney Plus, download, rate, subscribe, give us that Disney money. 
so I try, I start to expand the horizons and I, I'm like, all right, buddy, you're going to learn Star Wars here today. So I bust out the, uh, the Star Wars. I show him how Darth Vader's created. And then uh, I show him Darth Vader. So we're, we're on the old ones now. I've come to realize that I never should have done this. Did you start at one or four? Uh, I started at three because he's mostly concerned with Darth Vader. Okay. Okay. So we did Anakin v. Obi-Wan in the lava. I hate you! Ah! Anakin Burning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he like Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, so then we move into A New Hope, so on and so forth, right? Wow. Worst idea I ever had. The kid does not stop asking me questions. Where's Darth Vader? Where's Darth Vader? Where's Darth Vader? And I was like, oh my gosh, you just got to watch the show, buddy. I just <laughs> So it ends up not even us not even watching Star Wars anymore. I'm just fast forwarding and rewinding the parts with Darth Vader in it. But it's not like he's not a prevalent character and it. it's not like they you don't see him all the time that's exactly i was like what the we can't watch a scene without darth vader being in it and then he thinks that darth vader is a good guy the whole time and i was like well he is then he's not then he is <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a way so get him started on the palpatine <laughs> yeah that's and then i was like he's like who's that who's that i was like that's the chancellor buddy and then the chancellor leaves the scene. I want to see the chancellor. He's scary. I want to see the chancellor. And then I was like, goodness gracious. And then it's like, I want to see baby Yoda. And I was like, it's not baby Yoda. It's Yoda. And he's like, show me Grogu, which spoiler alert, Grogu is in the Mandalorian. It's the little um, same creature as Yoda. Show me Grogu. Show me Grogu. I was like, it's not Grogu. It's Yoda. And then it's show me baby Yoda. It's actual Yoda. This is actual Yoda. So Grogu is not Yoda. They're just the same of the same uh, race. Yeah, they're the same species. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's been just fast forward, rewind, fast forward, rewind on on every Star Wars episode for me the last two days. So he likes bad guys. Is I, the thing. But he didn't know he was a bad guy until I told him and he's like, oh. Oh, he thought Darth Vader was a good guy. Yeah. And I was like, watch, watch the show, buddy. <laughs> now, is there anything Darth Vader in anything that he had seen before? Uh, no. Okay. So he's seen. So in three, you really, it's just Darth Vader is in it, like the ending scene, right? Yes, but I was like, this is how he becomes Darth Vader. So we watched, you know, from from when Anakin starts to turn. And I was like, this is when he becomes a bad guy. And then he's like, I want to see Darth Vader as a as a little kid. And then we went to episode one and I was like, there he is. He's like, that's not Darth Vader. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you're right. It's, it's Anakin. <laughs> okay, so you're watching. So really, your his first interaction with Darth Vader is is episode four he he storms in he takes over the rebel ship he is choking people and uh, <laughs> your son thinks he's a good guy yeah i was like i, I mean know. in the first 10 minutes of the movie you know he's the bad guy <laughs> i mean it's it's so clear this is the protagonist right here or this is the antagonist I think he just sees the suit and thinks that suit means good in Star Wars. Okay. And <laughs> the black didn't throw him off either. He doesn't, he doesn't, the symbolism of black being bad and no. No, nah, Mandalorian's dark colors. It's a dark gray, you know. All right. Oh, are the Mandalorians good people? Good guys? Uh, in the Mandalorian, he is, yeah. Okay. Are they, they're not bounty hunters then, I'm assuming um well they that's their their reputation okay yeah so so that that was that my my i've been in the the star wars uh just fast forward rewind fast forward rewind have i ever told you this story by the way this was told to me, the one by, you just told me? 
No, no. This I've got a new one for you. Okay. Uh, my uh, I was a junior in high school, and my English teacher told us a story about her grandpa went to film school out in L.A. And then one of his good friends was like, hey, I got to show you this thing I've been working on. And it was George Lucas. He showed him Star Wars. Really? Yeah. I was like, uh, that that would be sick. Somebody from from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It was her grandfather. Yeah. And but did he come from South Dakota? I'm not sure on that one, but oh. I know I know that he was good friends with George Lucas and he was uh, he got to see the sneak peek of Star Wars. Did he ever did he ever go on to do anything in the film industry? Did he ever latch on to George? <laughs> yeah, you know, he probably should have <laughs> should at least get something. Right? Love this. Love this. Buddy. <laughs> no, after it comes out, then you remember what, that movie that you showed me? Man, <laughs> how do I? I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Is there a sequel? <laughs> Anything on the books? Who's this Spielberg character? I've never heard of him. Well, Spielberg, so Jaws, when did Jaws come out? 80, Which, 81? No, it had to have been in the 70s. 79? We have access to that. Yeah, there's, there's this funny new thing called the interweb. What's it? Is it Stephen PH or with a V? Uh, with a V. There it is. Why don't you just search Spielberg? <clears throat> that probably would have made more sense. <laughs> oh, he's got a Gremlins 3 coming out. Yeah, I did hear about that. <laughs> Molly's Jack. She loves the Gremlins. It's her favorite Christmas movie. Re oh, <laughs> it's her favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> All right. Let's see. His first directorial, his directorial debut was the last. Okay. Let's see. May, uh, big, not TV, TV, TV movie. We'll skip all that. So Jaws was his first, his first big box office movie that came out in 75. Oh, that was that early. Dang. And then Close Encounters was 77. And Star Wars was 78, right? Yeah, that sounds right. So he already had two in the can. He's the big George. dog. He's the big dog. He came in just, just illuminating authority, that Spielberg. No, but Lucas Lucas had what was that movie about the, the 50s where they're riding the riding the uh, or where they're driving their cars around and uh it's got uh, Ron Howard in it and Harrison Ford are, are the stars in that one. I, I think that one came out before before uh, Star Wars did. That was his that was his building block to Star Wars. Give me a second, I'll pull it up here for you. Writer. Danny um. He's only got 21 director credits. American Graffiti. Now that came out. Have you heard of American Graffiti before? Yes. Yeah. So that came out in 73. Wow. That. Okay. So. Hmm. Yeah. Actually pretty good cast in that. It's got uh, Richard Dreyfus, Ron Howard are the two mains. Cindy Williams, who you would know from Laverne and Shirley. She played Shirley. Mackenzie Phillips. Who you, you may or may not know, but she was in a show called One Day at a Time. Her, so Mackenzie Phillips' parents are the mamas and the papas. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's probably why I know that name. So she's she was in One Day at a Time with Valerie Bertinelli. Mm, never never seen that show. anyway she's the, she's valerie bertinelli's sister in that show and then harrison ford is in it he's got a smaller role smaller role he 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 and george lucas were like uh apatow and uh, uh seth rogan <laughs> started well, well harrison ford was originally just did construction work for uh i don't know the exact all the exacts on the story here but 
but the short the short version is he was doing like working on sets and stuff like that as a, as a construction guy and george lucas said thought he had the look that he was looking for and talked him into being an actor <laughs> it's funny how that works there we are <laughs> Speaking of looking like an actor, Ken's going to act like he knows how to draft the craft things line up in the uh, fantasy golf world here. Ken, do you have a lineup ready? I do. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Now, for last week, I did a little bit of homework. You know, I had looked at the previous years and that that system failed me big time. So I'm just going to wing it because that's how I that's. I think I want some money winging it, right? Yeah, that very, yeah. First, that very first one. So we're gonna we're just gonna go back to that kind that that type of of setup. My first guy, Kevin Streelman. He looks like a skeleton, doesn't he? I have no idea what he looks like. Oh, you don't have oh, the I, photos? I, I guess I could pull his profile up and. Um, <laughs> It's just a headshot, so no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. He looks like Rick, uh, not Rick Moranis, uh, the guy from uh, Bosom Buddies. Have you ever seen the show Bosom Buddies? Uh-uh. Marley! <laughs> How about the show New Heart? I've heard of that show. You've heard of it. Anyway, <laughs> he kind of looks like that. He, he looks like the guy who's, who's on that. I can't remember what his name is. Got the no. gray slides. He's an old, older guy, huh? Probably not Kevin Streelman. It says Kevin Streelman. No, the uh, the guy in uh, New Newhart. No, it's not Kevin Streelman. <laughs> Actually, I think that guy died here within the last year or two. Oh, really? I think so. Nom de patriot fili spiritus santi. Number two, Joel Dahlman. My man. Is that how you say his name? Domin, yep. Your man, you like that pick? I like that guy. I don't like that pick this week, but I no, like just in his course. <clears throat> well, he he's been uh, he's been known to uh, be a party animal, and this is a uh, it's a party party spot. Oh, so come Saturday, he he'll be if sweating he, if he makes the cut. Could be trouble. Yeah, <laughs> it could be move, it could be moving day, and he could be moving in the wrong direction. <laughs> He'll be moving sideways. <laughs> Number three, Billy Horschel. My man, I do love Billy Horschel. Your man, is he good on this course? Yep, he's good on every course. Oh, he's good on every course. All right, why is he so cheap then? Because the he's not in the top. Relative, relatively speaking, now <laughs> my next my next pick is a guy that you say actually embraces this. Is the reason I'm going with this guy. You know who I'm going with. Big Dick Rick. Really? Big Dick Rick. Coming you know, out. This you've been his... known to say that uh, he is uh, going to be off the tour here shortly. He is going to be. This is going to be his, his uh, last hurrah. <laughs> this is it. Mm-hmm. He is really good at this course, though, too. Yeah, I'm, I remember you mentioning that. That's why I went with him. And since I've got a Big Dick Rick, I need to have a Big Dick Vic. <laughs> the last three times he's teed it up, he's won. So, oh, really? Yep. <laughs> nice. That's probably why he's my most expensive player, I guess, huh? <laughs> yep. And then, last but not least, Xander Shoffley. All right. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Not too shabby. You got some good ones. You got some we'll see on Streelman's. Uh, I just want to make the cut. I, I want everybody to make the cut. That's my goal. All six players make the cut. That that sets you up perfect for. Uh, if if that happens, then I'm then I'm pleased. And then we'll and then and then we'll use that as a springboard into taking this this whole damn thing down. <laughs> that's all you need because that's what puts you in position. You know. So I'm going to go with this lineup uh, against you here in the same competition. I'm going to go with Abraham Answer. Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel. Seamus Power. Oh, my guy Seamus. Adam Scott. Jordan Spieth. Aaron Wise. Aaron Wise. W. Now, Jordan Spieth 
almost didn't almost didn't uh didn't live through the last <laughs> tournament right yeah did you see that did they I did. <laughs> now i had heard about it before right before i'd seen the video of it and i'm i'm thinking his back's to the cliff you know this is what i'm envisioning in my head right <laughs> as i'm hearing about this because it was it when i'm hearing it is sounds so dramatic and when i saw it i was like ah, it's nothing because you're not going to fall forward right i, I probably would have no because you're leaning back i mean you're you're yeah, leaning you're, back. you're putting everything you have to go backwards after that shot yeah yeah <laughs> you're playing you're playing the you're playing it to to just get elevation you're probably going you're probably getting a going to a, a club longer <laughs> playing the elevation he comes so i don't know if you if you heard any of the audio but he comes out of the shot and he goes oh that's got to sit down at least i didn't die though <laughs> <laughs> I didn't die though. Oh, silly man. Uh, what a goober. All for one stroke. It didn't, uh, it, it ended up sitting on the fringe, right? I went off the backside probably like two yards. But the, but the, the whole placement was to that side of the, or way to the back of that green anyway. Yeah, it was not a terrible shot. And then he got up and down to save par. So not too shabby, Jordan. Not too shabby. Second place, though. I'm cool with it. Tom Hoagie gets me back in the winner's circle. Oh, did you have him? Yep. Oh, congratulations. Hey, 55 to 1. I'll take that any day. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not too shabby. Woo-woo! Why, why Abraham answer? Um, He kind of plods. He's very accurate off the tee. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of length, but um, and he's super cheap for how oh, good. He's got it. Yep. Mama's he's hard. been he's been playing kind of iffy as of late. Ever since he started hanging out with Mark Wahlberg. Hanging out with Mark Wahlberg isn't he from like Argentina or something like that? Answer. Yeah, he's from Mexico. Oh, Mexico. Yeah. I thought he was from South America. Okay. No, nope. He's from Mexico, but him and Mark Wahlberg have a uh, tequila company together. I was just going to say tequila. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Who, who doesn't have a tequila? <laughs> especially That's we need especially a tequila. if you're famous. Yeah. If you're famous, you got to have some sort of alcohol company. Oh, so we, we, we got a couple years down the line, we could have our own tequila. Yeah. We just got to give it, we got to put in our time and grind it out here first. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Grassroots. Grassroots. Grassroots, exactly. Aguava roots. Agave roots. Agave. Or yeah, agave, not guava. Why was I thinking guava? <laughs> Isn't that bat shit? <laughs> yeah, no, guano. <laughs> guava is a is a fruit, but guano is bad shit. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear guano makes good great coffee, coffee uh fertilizer. Yeah, okay. Fertilizer. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. You know, like they, they, the cat shit coffee, there's bat shit coffee. So you got to put some little bat houses out in your backyard. Well, I've got a chimney. They can chill in there. No, you put those, you put it, you, you put them up in your tree and they'll, they'll congregate there. It's good for get, keeping the insects away. Yeah, I know. That is the, that is a good thing about bats. Did you know that if a bat falls on the ground, it can't get up? I did hear that once. Yeah, that's very I weird. I haven't witnessed it though. No, I had one in my garage. That poor sap. We had to call like animal control because you can't like kill them. It's against the law. Who's gonna know? <laughs> Who's this dead bat belong to? Ah, uh, sorry, that was me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just ended up in my garbage can somehow. I... Animal <laughs> control shows up. We've got a murder, homicide. <laughs> They're taping it off. <laughs> This is an active crime scene. Can't go back in. Everybody stand back. Stand back. Columbo shows up, one eye in it. <laughs> he points at you right away. It wasn't me, I swear. <laughs> Those are the craftings lineups. Yes, we are. 
we'll see how it shakes out the first big tournament of the year. We've got the waste management open. This one's so much fun. I wish I was there future in the future. I'm going back. It's guaranteed. They full, they're pulling all COVID restrictions. We'll probably have like 800,000 people at uh, Scott's TPC Scottsdale over the weekend. Everybody's getting COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Other than Pac-12 college kids coming down. Crazy. Crazy. Did you hear? Could you hear that? Uh-uh. It's mustard. It's trust oh. me, it's it's I, no, I it's can not. hear it. I can hear it now. <laughs> Let's move now into the coaching Hold carousel. On. Hold on. Let me double check that. Honey, is that mustard? Uh, it's ranch. Oh, ranch. Oh, it's ranch. smellier, smellier. <laughs> We move now into the coaching carousel. This is part three of the trilogy. Every job has been filled. I made the picks to see where every team was going to go. Let's see how I fared, Ken. I should have stuck with my first pick on the Dolphins. I get, I got that right. Well, you, well, you, yeah, but you ended up changing it to Kellen Moore. Last <laughs> week. Yeah. Didn't turn out for you. Mike McDaniel. Do you, you want me to just go over this and we'll and then we'll, we'll put in our we're, two cents? Yeah, we'll jump back. Yeah, just go. How did I do? I got the Saints correct. I got you got the Saints correct. Dennis Allen, very good. Texans, you said Jonathan Gannon turns out to be Black Santa. <laughs> Nobody Lovey, saw that one coming. So Lovey Smith, it was it was it was McNown up until. Until the shit storm that uh, that Flores threw out there. Yeah, sorry, McCown. You'll have to get it next time. Yeah, that's right. We've got to hire a black guy. That's all there is to it. We have to hire a black guy. That's all I got was Dennis Allen. That's it. Well, you, we only did. There was only three left last time. Oh, you. We were just gonna. I thought we were gonna do in to- total, but that's all right. So. So let's jump in here. Um, every job has been filled. We already know what the Saints did, right? They hired from within because it's going to be a dumpster fire for a couple of years. And it's a win-win for everyone, right? <clears throat> Except for poor Dennis Allen. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it goes against his, his overall coaching record. Exactly. He's not going to look good on the resume, but <laughs> I did see a, a thing here. I'll, I'll get to it when we get to the team. Um, McDaniel in, uh, Miami, apparently McDaniel identifies as biracial. Right. So So he's kind of a minority. I had a question about, about, about this. And this probably hits closer to you than it does to me because I'm not of that, of that, uh, persuasion. But since when is, an Irishman considered a minority? Well, it has been some time. Have you seen Gangs of New York? I saw it recently, as a matter of fact, within the last two months. So that was was when the ninth... It was in the mid-80s. It was like 1880s. Oh, was it 1880s? (laughs) So it's been some time. (laughs) But... uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, remember when I originally said McDaniel was going to get that job? And I was like, just because that organization knows exactly how to mess up hiring a head coach? Yeah. That's what they, that's what they did. That's what they actually ended up doing, yes. Um, this was a, 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 a last-second pivot. I, this is how I think it went down. <coughs> Harbaugh, you go pretend like you want, like you're interested in the Vikings – just blow that all up and then you can come down to Miami and it won't be like we, we fired Flores to hire you. Right. Then Flores drops this bomb and Harbaugh's <laughs> like, I can't walk down into there. There's still active minds in that field. Yeah. I'll, let's let it cool off for a couple of years here. Exactly. <laughs> so then Miami says, I got an idea. We're going to hire a guy who identifies himself as biracial so we've got the minority hire. We save a little, a little face here. We keep him around for one or two years. You stink it up again in Michigan because we already know you've already shot the moon. <laughs> yep, you, you did what you could last year. And then two years from now, you can come on down 
by then though ross will probably be dead r.i.p maybe we should do it on the way out <laughs> well i don't know he is a billionaire so he might be all right <laughs> he could probably last a little while <laughs> he's swapping out blood every other week yeah platelet platelet treatment uh, whatever they do <laughs> he's got he's not even himself anymore he's just a different person within his body yeah <laughs> he's like splinter from ninja turtles <laughs> and then we move now into the biggest question mark of all time the houston texans hire lovey smith i saw a thing the other day and somebody said you know it's looking more and more like bill o'brien might actually be a decent coach every day <laughs> Well, let's give Lovey a chance here. <laughs> I mean, he went to the, he took a team to the Super Bowl. That's true. The Chi Town, Chi Town Bearskis. Right now, did you know he was the head coach of of uh, Tampa Bay? That was after that, right? That or was, was after four. But I had forgotten all about that. Yeah, that was he drafted Jameis Winston, right? That I that I don't know. I just heard that the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I don't even remember how long. I don't know. I can't recall how long it was, when the actual era was. It um, was. It was right before. It was two. He was two coaches ago. Or no. Dirt Cutter was Tampa Bay, right? Or was he Atlanta? He was Tampa. Yeah. Lovey Smith. Dirt, Dirt Cutter, Cutter was the guy from uh, Rutgers, right? No, that was Shiano. He was, he was before. Was he in Tampa too? Here, I know, I know. We have have a way of finding these things out. Tampa Bay, Buccaneers. Oh, if I could only spell. (laughs) Buccaneers. Recent head coaches. No, we'll go coaching history. Boom, third one down. Wikipedia, we're just going to assume that it's right. Yeah, it's close, it close enough. How hard could it be? Dirk Cutter was the previous one. He was there from 2016 to 2018. Lovey Smith was right before him, 2014 and 15. Very good. Greg Shiano was before him, 2012-13. Raheem Morris. Morris, he's in, uh, uh, in the Super Bowl this weekend. <clears throat> oh, is he a D.C.? For the Rams, yeah. Oh, okay. Good for him. Dirk Cutter, where did he come from? Boise State? Arizona State is where he was at right before Jacksonville, it says. Interesting. Then he was, okay, he was a head coach at Arizona State, then the OC for Jacksonville, the OC for Atlanta, the OC at Tampa Bay, and then he was promoted to yeah, he's the quarterback whisperer, apparently. <laughs> he's currently the uh, the OC for Atlanta. <coughs> Again. Yeah, he returned. He returned from whence he came. So real quick, before uh, we go any further, I, was, I heard this the other day. Uh, and it was an ESPN radio show. I was on my way to the gym after work, and uh, I can't remember what it was, but it's a gal and her husband are are on the show. And it's a radio show, and this is this is the knowledge that she dropped. She goes, they're talking about is it McConnell that got hired in Minnesota? Is that his name? McDaniel. Daniel. No. McConnell. Mc- Hold on. I've got the, <clears throat> give me three seconds and I'll go back to that page. There's too many mix in the NFL all of a sudden. Yeah. There's too many Irishmen. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't be a minority when there's more Irishmen than uh, African-American head coaches. O'Connell, but O'Connell. still Irish. Still Irish. Irish. <laughs> it was one of those. I knew it. <laughs> so she drops this knowledge. She's like, O'Connell will have to see because, um, you know, Sean McVay's the one calling the place, and we'll see if O'Connell is going to be any good at head coach. Immediately after, she goes into, how is Eric Bieniemy not have a job as a head coach? And I was like, uh, didn't you just say O'Connell 
<laughs> Andy Reid's calling the plays there. Yeah, I was like, O'Connell's the same person as Eric Bieniemy right now. Bieniemy's just been an OC for longer. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And that's the type of I want to word this correctly, right? Because the this race thing has become such a big deal with head coaches, and it's not even a race thing. It's just black versus uh, everybody else. Because there are minority head coaches, not a lot, but uh, it's all about black coaches getting hired, not minority coaches getting hired. That's what you're hearing in the media. When it when that when it's becoming a, so much about that, that it's forcing it in, that's not fixing the problem. That's probably what the problem is with the Rooney rule. You're trying to force it so much that uh, it's just making it worse because you're drawing attention to it for the wrong reasons. And I'm sorry, Lovey Smith. Um, you're, you, this is probably why you got hired. Uh, and it's just probably not going to be a successful uh, run for you because Let's be careful now. You're speculating that's the reason that he got hired. True. Now, I agree with you. I agree <laughs> with your speculation. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know who I want. You know who I've already said I want as a coach. I don't care what color the guy is. Yes. I want either Byron Left. I wanted Byron Left. Well, I wanted B enemy. <laughs> All right. Until I detail to you, maybe, uh, maybe there's something here. And, and I'm going to circle back to the enemy, something that I heard the other day. Well, I'll get a question for you. Then Jameis, or not Jameis Winston, Byron Leftwich, because and what, what impressed me the most about Byron Leftwich is we took, this is what Bruce Arians wants to do on offense. We get Tom Brady. Tom Brady can't do that. He recrafts the whole thing. Let me adjust, yeah. He forms it around Tom Brady, and then voila, Super Bowl. <laughs> he does this all in one year, right? So yeah. that's pretty impressive. So I wouldn't mind having that. Plus, I would rather – I want to see Seattle have something more on the offensive side. Now, this Flores thing, if he can coach him up, he can coach him up. Go ahead and bring him up there. Old Pete's <laughs> getting a little long in the tooth, as they say. So it's time to bring in some, some young blood. So I'm all fine with that as well. Yeah, I've, I'm actually hoping for Flores. I don't care about this this noise either. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the the fact that we that we have to draw attention to it so much so that it's almost like the problem's not being fixed. It's just like we're throwing a bone here, quick. You know, uh, I I don't I don't see. I wanted to say it correctly, and I do. I don't have it down to a science just yet, right. but. Um, the problem is that we have to make such a big deal about it. Like, I, I get that it's a problem, but um, the fact that it's almost like I get the, the sense that it's like you whine until you get, you know, your way. That's kind of where we're at right now. Like, Flores is a good coach. He should be a head coach. I want him on the Seahawks. Be enemy. You're he should be the Miami's Dolphins head coach. True. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> be enemy. You're everybody, and and this is probably a media problem more than anything. Uh, everybody's saying he he needs to be a head coach. It's criminal that he's not. Uh, but then you say I don't see how O'Connell is, but and that the hypocrisy of it all is what bothers the hell out of me. O'Connell's right. the same position as be enemy. Be enemy's just been an OC for longer. You can't have it both ways. So I heard this uh, the other, or it might've been earlier today, even, or, or either that or yesterday. Was it, what, was it yesterday when, uh, when the, uh, when the saints hired? I believe so. Yeah. Last night. Well, it was probably yesterday then that I heard this because there was a lot of, a lot of grief about, cause the enemy interviewed for that job as well. Do you, would you care to guess how many interviews Eric Bieniemy has had for a head coaching job in the NFL? Over his career? Over his career. I'm going to say 15. Double that. 30. 30. <laughs> so maybe, he, maybe he just doesn't interview well. That could very well be. I mean, like I said – it's Andy Reid is the genius on this one. It's not Bienemy because look at Matt Nagy. He's fucking case in point of the same exact situation. Yeah. 
Yes, he was. He was the enemy. He was the enemy before the enemy. Exactly. <laughs> and then this show that I was listening to or whatever, they go on to say that Andy Reid just praises the enemy. Well, yeah, you freaking dope sacks. What's he going to do? Say he, he sucks and I call the plays. Of course, Andy Reid's going to give him praise. He's on his staff. He's right underneath him. I mean, the, the thing that the enemy should have is that he's learning from Andy Reid. I mean, that should be a, a pretty useful tool in the old tool belt. But still, we don't know because, I mean, he's in the same position as O'Connell. I've got a question for you. Um, and I've yet to hear anybody anybody even bring this up. But how many black coaches are there in Major League Baseball or managers are there in Major League Baseball? Probably not a lot. I would say it's it's maybe two, three. <laughs> Probably. Dusty Baker's one that, that comes to mind right off right off the bat. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, no, I did that unintentionally. That's how good I am. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Eat it. Eat it, RG3s. <laughs> There's probably two, but there's less teams in Major League Baseball, so the ratio is better. Is it? But there's only two less teams, right? (laughs) (laughs) What do we have? Last season, Dave Roberts, Dodgers. Oh yeah. Uh, During the 2021 season, Roberts and Baker were the only black MLB managers. According to this story I'm reading on Call of the Call, I don't know how you even pronounce this. Call <laughs> to, oh, Call to the Pen. That's what it is. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, call but the, the pen.com. It's Kevin Henry is who wrote the story. It's three months ago. But why isn't there an uproar about that? Well, I suppose if you consider the workforce, it's not as it's not as uh, a discrepancy in the uh, players, you know. The percentages aren't the same, but there's. I would still say that there's more black players than there are white players in, the, in Major League Baseball, right? Well, uh, it's probably pretty close. Hispanic it's is more. Weird. It's more Latino yeah. flavor. Um, maybe maybe Asians are probably one to two percent. Yeah, not not a lot, but the biggest well, let's say biggest let's, name in baseball is is Asian. So let's say it is fifty Japanese. Let's say it is fifty fifty. Hold on, hold. The biggest name in baseball is is Japanese. Shohei Otani. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. Same team. <laughs> like I didn't know he was Asian. He's not the biggest name. He's the best player. Oh, oh, that's the difference. Okay. <laughs> Are there any Asian head coaches or managers? No, I don't believe there's a single one. (laughs) So they're the minority in baseball. But here's the thing about NFL as well. If you look on the sidelines, like so many position coaches are, you know, African-American because they're former players. I mean, it's only a matter of time before those guys are qualified to become head coaches. I don't think it's a, I mean, I can't speak for, I'm sure like all these billionaires are probably pretty racist. Again, that's speculating, but um, I just, I think that uh, it's, we're just creating way more of a problem than there actually is. Yeah. I was looking at, and I'm pulling this site up again now, the, the Seahawks coaching staff, cause I was seeing if they had hired a, I hadn't heard any news on whether or not they had hired a uh, a defensive coordinator yet or not? No, I don't believe so. Not yet. And they hadn't. Um, of the position coaches, let's see, they've got nine. Jeez, there's a lot of position coaches. <laughs> there's 20 position coaches. <laughs> Are there 20 positions? There's 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. The offensive tackle coach and the offensive guard coach. They yeah, they, they, they're real tight. They use the, they use the same room for film. <laughs> so let's I'm trying to see how many black guys there are. One, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven black guys, one uh, Hispanic, eight black guys, sorry. So eight, so just under just under 50% and then one, one Hispanic. So pretty close to 50-50 as far as minorities go. Now, I don't know, do they have any mix here? Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> now one of these i don't know one of these guys looks like he's like samoan or his name looks like it's samoan or that would make sense or somewhere right? you know of that region asian pacific um is that considered black probably I not would, i would say closer to asian right asian so maybe he's asian But he's I'm Samoan. Yeah. He's Samoan. Samoan. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just assuming that just, just by the name. And he's the assistant offensive line coach. So that makes sense. Yeah. Stereotype. That's kind of a stereotype, but I mean that exists for a reason. You, a lot of Samoans want to play offensive line. Most of them, yeah. Except yeah. for except for a couple that are Hall of Famers. Right. There's a line, there's a linebacker and a safety that come to mind. <laughs> yeah and uh you know there's a an oregon quarterback that comes to mind as uh you know yeah but he's barely <laughs> in the nfl maybe not a hall of famer but he's the next clip he's a clipboard samoan <clears throat> clipboard samoan <laughs> i don't know this whole coaching thing is a, is a nightmare honestly like and everybody just is hey, they're just latching on to be enemy and i just i'm I, maybe that's my problem it's be enemy i i don't see it i don't see it with be enemy be enemy is my problem that's what it is well you you would say well you've been on the record of that back in the infancy of this of this very program exactly exactly so. i mean check check the stats check the stats it's still a huge story though i mean it's still you know it's on the morning it's still on the morning news monday morning you know, on the on we watch Good Morning America, but I don't know how much Fox is covering it. But because uh, <laughs> Fox doesn't have a morning show. <laughs> yeah, Fox is worried about Russia right now. <laughs> I'm worried about Russia right now. Yeah, me too. We'll see what happens. There. France has already washed their hands to it. They're <laughs> like, nah, this guy, we can't talk to this guy. Hey, we're out we're out uh, we're, yeah we're calling on germany to wake up we'll see what happens yeah cut off that pipeline <laughs> if, if not then things are about to get heated yeah yep, here we go here we go this one's the one where you're kind of on the edge of your seat the whole time uh well, i can't be drafted so me neither <laughs> yeah that's what it is you're still within the, you're still within the age group barely isn't it like 32 34 i can't remember it's it's uh it's <clears throat> that i don't know to be honest with you i never even registered with the selective service <laughs> i was already in the military before i turned 18 yeah you were good you they they had your number so to speak that's the coaching carousel part three the wrap up it's over it's yeah. over thank the heavens now we'll see just how successful watch doug peterson take the freaking jaguars to the playoffs or something crazy no that's not gonna happen no i can't right <laughs> come on seahawks hire brian flores give it to him give it to him oh here's what i wanted to hit on that we that i that i didn't talk to you about pre-show and i don't know if you heard about this but kyler murray oh yeah deleting arizona stuff yeah what does he think he is? I don't know. He has been paying that close of attention to his career because he's not all that in the bag of chips. He's a fine player, but I mean, he's probably just leveraging. But what's he? That's what I'm saying. What are you leveraging? A mediocre career? I mean, he's they're, they're not. He's not getting a new contract. <laughs> i don't know we'll have to see it doesn't he have two years left two years left yeah he's thinking about renegotiating right now is what i'm is what i'm thinking yeah he's well i mean well maybe you should wait a year because after that rams playoff game against your i know rival 
maybe i mean if he walks in to negotiate i've got that on on the on the big screen in the background yeah that's yeah we're still studying that film so (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, tyler i hope you don't mind i've just got the rams game on replay i'm still watching (laughs) no that's fine I just wanted to see how your wife is doing, coach. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess you didn't talk to the coach, right? Yeah, probably not the coach. <laughs> That's the coaching carousel. Ken, you've been partaking in the Winter Olympics. I have not been so much, um, but let's hear your update. This is going to be really brief. By partaking, what I what I have to say is I've watched four things. Okay. okay. So it's not like I've been soaking it all in. I've got a lot. I've got a lot that's still queued up that I'm interested in watching in, especially the first thing I watched was the United States against Sweden, mixed doubles curling. <laughs> Classic. And curling, <laughs> I, and then I, I watched another curling again today, again, mixed doubles. It was Sweden, the same, and, and the U.S. beat Sweden. Then it's Sweden against Switzerland is what I watched today. This Sweden team today actually kicked Switzerland's ass. Switzerland said no moss. There's eight, there's eight innings or whatever they call. It. I don't even know what they call it. Yeah, I'm not even hip to all the lingo yet. <laughs> Although the guy that was the guy that was doing the, the play-by-play today was really good. He taught me a lot of stuff. Yeah. As opposed to the first one. The Sweden team, though, they had they had three of them in that. In the main circle. In the in the in the middle circle. I can't remember what I can't remember what they call it now. I have to watch more of it before I come, become fluent in curling. Right. Yeah. But it takes three times. You gotta watch three matches. You're only on two. I'm only on two. But the gal from Sweden on, on one of these, she 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 does her little curl thing. I don't know, launch, whatever, whatever it's called. <laughs> release, isn't it called the release? <laughs> I don't know what they what they what the official term is, but she sends it off. The guy doesn't even, the guy, no sweeping, no nothing. Nails it dead center. <laughs> I was like, what? What's going on here? What's going on? It's <laughs> crazy. Well played. She's a I consummate was, pro. I was so impressed. And earlier in the, earlier in, in the broadcast, they had said out of all the players in this mixed doubles, it's just, it's just two players on a team. Right. One man, one woman. Right. She has the worst percentage out of everybody and she nails it right in the <laughs> dead center she just needs the pressure when she needs it she gets it is that what it is <laughs> i saw her- i saw one the other day uh this wasn't in the olympics this was just maybe it was trials for curling but they were so close to the point that they took out like this do you, you remember those like perfect circle uh what's it called the arc in uh, geometry class a compass yeah compass that's what it is they they take something out that looks like that and it like just scrapes away just ever so slowly until it finds out who's closest by like less than millimeters at a time yeah i saw that thing no it it measures pressure it measures pressure oh is that what it is yeah because it's got a dial on there that moves they did this in the in the united states against sweden they had to break that thing out Maybe that's what I watched then. I don't know. Cause it, it wasn't that long ago that I watched it. Was that like last week? Yeah. Like, like second day of the Olympics. Is yeah, maybe, maybe I did watch a little bit of that, but yeah, that, that pressure thing, I was like, dang. And it took forever. It did, it did. <laughs> but they got to get it right. But it was so close. You couldn't tell by just by the naked eye. Even. No, it was, it, it was like, it, even that tool was like, you were like, wow, it's still really close. Yeah. <laughs> like, dang. Okay. All right. So one thing I did see from the Olympics, did you see the ski jump in the, in the parking lot of the, uh, of like the, the power plant? No, <laughs> there's like a, the, the what, is that where they built up their ski jump? Yeah. And right by the nuclear plant? Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> Why is this in the parking lot? <laughs> oh, China. They had, so I heard a thing today that because they're, they have to make their all, all this, because global warming, mm-hmm. they have to make, they've had to make all the snow 
the it was like thir- the amount of water that they needed to make all the snow that they've had for the Olympics so far would fill 36,000 swimming pools. <laughs> they didn't say what the size of these pools were. I was thinking <laughs> Olympic style or Olympic size. Right. Yeah, that's the standard. That. They didn't specify that, but that's a lot of water. That is a lot of water. And they're probably taking it from their people too, unfortunately. Could be, yeah. <laughs> Britta. Why is the Winter Olympics in a place without mountains that have snow on them? That's the question. It's all about the cache. That's true. That's true. It's all about the cache and corruption. <laughs> exactly. The other two events that I watched were both women's hockey. I watched, I watched Canada take on Finland. The outcome was 11 to 1. <laughs> Canada was so good. When they didn't score, when they had a scoring chance, I was surprised. <laughs> they, I mean, they're like the Bills against the uh, – who did they, the Bills crush in the, in the playoffs? When they went seven for seven. I can't remember who they played. Oh. Um, New England. New England, yeah. Yeah, it's like the Bills. It's like the Bills versus New England. Just every time you have the ball, you're gonna score. Every Mac time you have the puck. Mac Jones. Speaking of, oh, okay, Mac Jones. Speaking of, I heard about. I still haven't seen this Russell Wilson skills contest thing. But did you watch? You watched the Pro Bowl, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was two and touch, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't. I just saw a couple highlights, and that was it. I haven't watched the Pro Bowl. Like I told you, since Chris Warren was the, was the running back for the Seahawks. That was pre-Dallas Cowboy days. So however long ago that was, that was before Sean Alexander. And isn't he in the Hall of Fame already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he is. I'm trying – the last time I watched a Pro Bowl, I still lived in Parker. That's how long it's been. I might have lived in, uh, in San Diego at the time. <laughs> it's been 20-some years. <clears throat> and mine's been mine's been probably uh 10 15 but i heard them talking about this or somebody was talking about what russell wilson did in this skills competition they said he was just hitting the he came out on fire hitting these four and five pointers and and there's some kind of timing thing with it or something like that so he said as he's waiting for these to reset he's just knocking on these knocking out these one pointers <laughs> just just to, just to kill time so he could go after some more four and five pointers. He's the man. He's the man. Like, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. He loves Disney. I don't know what it is. <laughs> then I see uh, Canada and the and U.S. They're still in there. They're still in the round robin phase. But these are these it, these are the odds on favorites to be in the gold in the gold medal game. Canada takes down the U.S. four to two. Does it? Do the losses carry though, or because you, you have to lose two, right? It's point differential. Oh, it is. Well, it's wins and losses, but but this is this is this is the U.S. is this will be their only loss, right? So they'll be they'll be okay. Knock yeah. on wood. Well, I think they I think they're done with oh, the, are they? with the. I had that website up, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but that's really all I saw. Uh, that's all I'm. That's all I'm. Oh no, I did watch some short track too, which is speed skating. Oh yeah, but yeah. But it's not like like ten like ten thousand meters or whatever. It's in a you know it's a sprint. You know, five hundred like meters. Yeah, it's like five laps or whatever. Three laps. Five hundred meter. Five hundred meters, and then one thousand meters were the races that I had seen, and it was all it was all women, and they get almost parallel to the ice it's just <laughs> they're just moving a, too they're going like six i know they are almost every race somebody somebody spins out <laughs> and then they just fly up the track <laughs> well they get there they uh, they've got uh partitions around it but not like hockey stuff hockey rink it's padded you know so yeah, it's not, yeah. It, it, it falls away but it's, it's break away They've got so much momentum that when they slip, they just slide up the track. It's like the it's like if you put cars on a tread, like Hot Wheels cars well, on a ones, treadmill. These, these ones that I was watching weren't slanted. Oh, they this weren't. Is, this is level. Oh, really? That's what. That's why I was so impressed with them getting around these corners. 
It wasn't, like the, it wasn't like the ones where, uh, was it Ap- Apollo Ono? Apollo remember, Ono, yeah. Remember when he was a thing? It wasn't that st- type of track. Oh. It was flat. You got to dig that dig that edge in, find your edge. Whew. I see a couple times girls are taking each other out. And <laughs> they had to go back and review, see if there was penalties, because apparently there's certain procedures as far as whether you can go on the inside or outside and yeah there's a yeah that makes sense that makes it was thrilling i can't wait to watch more i've got about eight more curling queued up (laughs) any any luge no i'm not interested in luge no any snow i think those are the only three events that i've got uh that i've got queued up that i have any interest in Hmm. Hmm. not gonna watch the flying tomato sean white no, I could care less about it. any any of that X Games type stuff. I yeah, have. that's. I mean, why it should be just the X Games? You get a gold, silver, and bronze in the X Games. Why does it need to be in the Olympics? It's all about that case. All about the case. <laughs> Let's get some people watching. Ken, you said you've got a bit of trivia for us, for me, and it's a difficult one today. It's a difficult one, so we're gonna we're gonna hammer through this together. I'm going to get, you're going to end up getting a lot of, a lot of hints on this one, but I'd heard the other day that a little, a little tidbit about this Super Bowl that's upcoming 56. Is it 57, 58? I don't even know. One of those. Yeah. Anyway, it's only the second time. It's only the second time that two number one overall picks faced each other in the Super Bowl at the quarterback position. This year, be, this year it being uh, Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow were both number one overalls. Only one other time in the history of the Super Bowl this has happened. This is not the trivia question, but is what led me to the trivia question. Cam Newton and Peyton Manning. That's correct. And it was like four was years that? ago. Four, four years ago, something like yeah. that. Can you imagine that? Amazing. So then I started to think, well, how many overall number one court, or number one picks have there been that were not quarterbacks? your trivia question is in the last 20 years because i didn't want to go back too far too far because it's been more recently that it's been it's been overwhelmingly quarterbacks more recently in the last 20 years there there have been five non-quarterbacks that were taken number one overall can you name them uh mario williams he's the he's the late he he is the oldest one He's the oldest one. He is the oldest one. That happened in 2006. I'll give you a hint. There's only two positions that are at play here. One of them, Mario Williams, defensive end. Remember remember the big controversy over Reggie Bush? Reggie Bush, yeah. <laughs> so it's defensive end and offensive tackle are the only two positions. So that'll, J- that'll help you out. Jadavion Clowney. That's correct. 2014. He is the second most recent. I've got Wait. one more one more defensive end. Hmm. Uh, Bosa? No. No. He was three. Both of them were three, I think. I'll give you a couple hints here. The year the the other defensive end was in 2017. He went to Texas A and M. Rounding out the top five. Oh, uh, uh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Very good. Two offensive tackles. Uh, this is going to be tough. Uh, Ma- was it Matthews? Not Matthews. Yeah, Matthews for Atlanta. No, not Atlanta. Hold on. No. no. That was the number three pick as well. I'm really good at number three picks, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, offensive tackles. Uh, DeBrickishaw Ferguson. No, that's a good guess. He was number four during the Mario Williams. DeBrickashaw. DeBrickashaw. Key and Peel. That's what got that Key and Peel <laughs> bit. Is, was Debrick- Hold on. You got a guy named De- DeBrickashaw? <laughs> <laughs> the Jets actually made a good pick. Here's your first. Okay. The years are 2013 and 2008. The Miami Dolphins are involved. The both of these players have or are playing for the Miami Dolphins. At one point in their career, they've been Miami Dolphins. 
One of them went to Central Michigan. The other one went. The other one went to Michigan. Hmm. Central Michigan. This one's ringing more of a bell than the Michigan one. I have no idea on the Michigan one. Okay. We'll 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 key in on the Mich- We'll key in on the Central Michigan one. He was drafted by Kansas City. He played for them in the Super Bowl. He is now a Miami Dolphin. Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher. Very good. The other one is really hard. I don't even know if I'm going to give you any any hints. Oh, here maybe maybe if I tell you maybe if I tell you the the rounding out of the class here. The number five was defensive end Glenn Dorsey that year. 2008, remember. Darren McFadden was number four, running back. Number three was Matty Ice, quarterback. Ooh, okay. Number two, defensive end, Chris Long. Oh, my gosh. Nope, I don't have it. Michigan. Jake Long. He went to Michigan? Back-to-back Longs. That's what I said. He went to Michigan? (laughs) (laughs) Back-to-back. That doesn't sound right. I didn't think he went to Michigan. I had one. I have one other little tidbit for you that I looked into because, like, I was like, Jacksonville seems to have a lot of these top five picks. <laughs> so I went back in the last ten years. Jacksonville has had seven out of the ten years they haven't had a top five pick. That's quite the organization, right there. And they've been to an AFC Championship game fairly recently. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, and you think he's going to turn that around? <laughs> what well, tre- Trevor Lawrence is uh, is is where it's at. It's the most recent top five. <laughs> we are just two idiots talking. Download, rate, subscribe. That's the Tuesday evening show happening on Tuesday evening. Get at us on the social media at just two idiots talking on Instagram. Just two idiots talking at yahoo.com. That's my quarterback, Wilson. <laughs>